This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do, 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 Sido Berahino. Do do do, Saito Berahino. Do do do. Wallace dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich. You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. What a win, what a performance. Wednesday at Cambridge United for 6, uh, 6-0 it finished. Uh, for me, hands down, the best performance of the season. Absolutely ruthless. Uh, I'm James Mapping and with me today to discuss the win is Mr Giles Cook. Uh, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you, mate? Yeah, all uh, all good. Just had a nice Italian takeaway. Um, I always think, you know... <laughs> Well, come round if you want. I'm sure. I'm sure Mrs. will be Too delighted. late now. You've eaten it. <laughs> no, um, I, I always think sometimes with Italian, like it's only pasta in it. How hard is it to make pasta? But you know, when you have a nice one, it's proper top notch. What um, did you go for? Meatballs and pasta. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give you an Italian name, but my my pronunciation of Italian words is about as good as your pronunciation of footballers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll leave that one. Um, now, uh, there's no Liam Russell this week. Uh, he's done what's known in the trade as a Steve Bruce and fucked off to the Caribbean to watch cricket whilst he's got a job to do. So, uh, I've uh, don't worry, we've drafted in a replacement in the name of Tom, uh, one of our patron members. We've probably heard on the uh, on the debate show, no doubt. Tom, mate, how are you? You all right? Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you. Yourself, mate? Yeah, all, uh, all good. First of all, let's... Uh, well, actually, before we kick things off, I just want to say that we as fans know absolutely nothing about football because Johnson was worst player since sliced bread. Um, Berahino should have never played football for Sheffield Wednesday ever again. And Barry Bannon should have been dropped. So, um, yeah, like I said, we know, we know absolutely nothing. Um, I, before, like I said, I'm going to start off with some stats. Uh, of that 6-0 win, first time since na- 1958 that we scored five or more goals in consecutive home games. 
And then obviously Barry Bannon as well, having the best season in terms of goals and assists since uh, 2018-19. Obviously eight goals, nine assists, 17 goal contributions. And his previous best was uh, 15, obviously back in 2018-19. Um, let's talk about the starting lineup first. Tom, I'll come to you. Uh, come to you, you know, two changes from the side that got beat against Lincoln last weekend. In came Gibson and Gregory. Out went Palmer and Patterson. I mean, what did you think to them them changes when you saw them, Tom? Uh, yeah, for like, obviously we met up before yesterday. Had a quick chat. Uh, you asked me then, and I said uh, based on Lincoln performance, um, I felt Palmer were at fault for one, if not two, just lack of concentration. This tired element, I don't really, I don't really understand it, but. He just switched off, whether it's mentally, the lad uh, ran around the back and scored away at, at Lincoln. And like I said to you yesterday, I mean, Gibson in the side, it offers that balance on the left-hand side, left-footer left there. I mean, last week against Lincoln, we had three right-footers across the back, three if you want to call it, and it didn't offer as much balance. Obviously, Giles will be able to shed more light on that from a professional point of view. But from my opinion, having having Gibson there with watching stories, it's a, it's a solid solid back three. And then obviously Barry Hino um, took his goal. He took his goal well, and yeah, he, he did well yesterday. And then Gregory coming in and linking up very well. So no, very well done, more and it's justified. Yeah, I mean, I mean Giles on that like left footed, left centre off debate. For me, I just thought it was a bit when I heard it before. And you know, I'm thinking, yeah, all right, it makes sense, but but really, like, does it make that much of a difference? But yesterday, I, I saw that you know. Having Gibson on the left, you know, it's it's just easy in it for a left footer, you know, to open the body up and play that ball down the line, which he did quite often to, uh, you know, to Johnson in, in in particular. But yeah, I mean, looking at that lineup, I, I think I said before before kickoff, probably one of, if not the strongest side that we've put out so far this season, isn't it really. Yeah, definitely, great result. Um, but yeah, I think I yeah, I definitely agree with Tom um, to a certain extent. I think. The balance definitely helps when you've got a left-sided uh, centre half who is a left left-footed player. Um, but you know, I've had examples before where I played with Glenn Newvens, for example. He played on the left-hand side. He's right-footed, but his left foot wasn't bad, and he was comfortable using his left foot. He wasn't both-footed, but he would always pass the ball with his left foot, and he would open up and he would give it to the left back, or he could play a diag with his left. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, when when players aren't comfortable. Um, playing with their left foot and you're playing them in the left side, I think that's when it can it can cause a bit of a problem, to be honest. So I think, yeah, I think it's a good decision. Well, it's a good decision now, isn't it? At the time, I, I would have said that I don't think Palms really deserved to be dropped because I think, yeah, he didn't play very, you know, well, I, didn't, I wouldn't say he didn't play very well against Lincoln, but I think Tom's right. He potentially was the cause of two goals, definitely one, but maybe two. Um, but for me, he's he's had quite a consistent season, so I didn't really think that it was, in my opinion, fair to drop him after just after that just that uh, performance. But look what's happened again. <laughs> you see, we're not we're not managers, are we? And it's a uh, it's it's proven to be a great decision. Yeah, what what you're like with your left foot then, Giles? Well, I'm naturally left-footed, aren't oh, I? Right. So, <laughs> that man, come on. Good research there. Sorry, sorry, mate. Uh, go on, what you like with your weaker foot then, I yeah, should no, have I'm, said. I'm, I'm, I'd like to put myself in the category of both-footed, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, nice nice one. My left foot's shocking. Well, to be honest, my right foot's shocking as well, so uh, <laughs> no, good, <laughs> no good there. I mean, yeah, I mean, the first 10 minutes in the, in the game, I, I thought it would just, well, 
I said a few times, it was like watching Brazil. I thought, you know, I, I said before the, the game as well that an early goal is key. You know, I think I thought that Cambridge were probably going to, you know, see what Lincoln done, brought, brought a physical game. And I thought, you know, if we get a, an early goal, you know, in the first five or ten minutes, it would have obviously, you know, changed the dynamic of the game and, and made it difficult for Cambridge. What I didn't expect is to be 2-0 be up at, after 10 minutes and I don't think Cambridge even how they touched the ball, um, to be honest. I mean, f- first of all, Gregory, for me, just what an impact he, he made when he came in. I, were, you know, I, I said that he needed to come on and, and, and start. I said probably with Berahino as well because I thought Patterson was more of a impact player. Obviously, I forgot about the that he's one uh, yellow card off for suspension as well so that probably played in the you know in the mind of Darren Moore when he made his decision to 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 leave him out but for me you, you can't leave your leading goal scorer out. I think a few people said he's got to earn his position um you know, as striker but you know I know he's only scored eight goals but I said he's he's leading goal scorer you can't you can't not play him and Tom like when he for me in the, in the first 10 minutes obviously he didn't get a goal got um put the ball across for the for their unfortunate own goal, but his hold-up play is like second to none, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, I'm probably going to get slighted for this. I thought we might have matched, personally. I know Berino's got an hat-trick. Gregory to come back in and play like it. Absolutely phenomenal. I've, literally, I've, the only person I can liken him to in recent years with that link-up play is Gary Hooper. And yeah. I, I thought Hooper was fantastic for us. Um, I, I don't know if Gregory's in, in that category, as in the longevity of the career and what Hooper did, but as in that mould of player of not the quickest, he's not going to get the ball and run over the top and in behind, but he's going to link that play up well. I mean, if you look back to the first goal yesterday, he's, he's, he's made the run out wide and he sort of just stood there on the byline with his arm and say, help me lads, and he's whipped it into a dangerous area and obviously their centre-half's got, got their feet in a tangle and luckily for us, he's putting his own net, but honestly, I, I thought Gregory was the best player on for that hour he were on. And it's it's good. It's good for us him coming back at the right time. I feel. Yeah, he's got a good footballing brain, hasn't he, Giles? Like, yeah, you know, you know, when he's, you can see like, well, there's people like that that haven't got the pace, but I think you know, I think everyone used to say about Teddy Sheringham, in it, like his for his first yards in his head or something like that, or whatever, whatever they used to say. And it's kind of like the same way we we uh, with you know with, with Lee Gregory just is thinking all the time and he knows where the ball's going to be and he knows where where the ball's going to be put and you know in terms, like I said he's old up player you know he knows where the defender's going to be he puts himself in the way and he you know brings some balls down which you're thinking has he even done that why, you know why is defender not put a challenge in on him but you know it's it's good to have someone like that isn't it, that's got a good footballing brain and just it just makes it look so easy yeah, he's a he's a very good player, um, and I think he's known for 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 that even even before he came to Wednesday. You know, everyone everyone talks about good movement, a poacher in the box, works hard. Um, so yeah, so when when he started the season, and we we could see that straight away that that he was a you know a, he was going to be a vital player for us definitely after the first five to ten games. He you, we could really see the quality he had, and especially at this level. Even more so, you'd think that he'd be able to to really shine, and he has. So fair fair play to him. Yeah, probably a bit unlucky not to get a goal, but like you said there, Tom. I think you, you know you're well well within your rights to say that Gregory, you know, man at match. I mean, I think well, you kind of have got to get it to Berahino really scored it. Yeah. He has scored a hat trick, but I know exactly what yeah. you're saying in terms of he he were key. Even though you'd look and you think, well, scored six goals and 
and your you know, leading goal scorer has not even got a goal. He must have had a bad game, but it weren't anything like that. I just think that he, he brought people in and I don't think we were under, in, under any sort of trouble yesterday, but he's one of them players that gets you out of trouble in that you can just put it up to him and you know that it's going to stick. And then when you've got, you know, Byers, Bannon oh. and Luongo in that midfield three and Johnson and Hunt on the on either side, it's it makes his job a lot a lot easier as well in terms of you know when he can when he can offload it. I just want to go on to on to Bannon's goal. Um I, I think Barry Bannon's having a competition with himself, to be fair, for for best goal of the season. It almost feels like that season we had him reach when he when he scored a worldie. I mean he's he's got eight goals now for the season, joint leading goal scorer with Gregory. Um one penalty one goal inside the box, which to be fair, we're a cracking finish against Doncaster. Um, and then the other six are all from outside the box. And how far did, would, you, would you say that were, Tom? Probably what, they said on commentary, like 35 yards. I think that's a bit exaggerating a little bit, but it was probably like, tw- like 25 yards, weren't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, give up. Give up. It, weren't, it weren't 35. It was a great strike. And he, like I say, he's coming into his own. And like you said, right at the top of the, of the pod, uh, people wanted him dropped. We people, did. We, me and Giles spoke about it. We, we were saying. Yeah, yeah. I did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hold my hands up. I did say that he might. Listen, I didn't say he needed to be dropped. I said he might need to be dropped if the performance levels don't, yeah. don't pick up, which I think is, is a fair comment when... When a player is not performing to to the best of his ability, sometimes they they might need a you know a little kick up the backside or a little drop now and then you know. So, but listen, they they kept with him. I'm not a manager. Uh, they kept with Baz and listen. There's no doubt. Everyone knows what a top top player. I I've, I don't know how many times I've said it. He's definitely the best player I've played with. Uh, what what is it about him then that makes you say that, Giles? Is it just? It's just. It's just you can't get the ball off him, and he. It's like he sees things one second quicker than anyone else, and that's why he, you know, he 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 delivers these through balls for people. You know, these little short, sharp turns he does is listen. He he is an exceptional player, like, and I I love watching him, and I'm so happy that he's now. Sco- the, the only thing I had about him was was scoring goals because I've seen it in training. He he scores goals for fun. His, his ability just whipping free kicks. He's got everything in his locker like that. So when I look at his goal, his goal scoring record, it's like, really? I think Baz can do so much more in that, in that aspect. And to be honest, hands down, that's what he's doing this season. And, and, it, and it's brilliant. And it's, it's like Tom said, it's the right time where players are getting in, into form leading into the back end of the season where I'm telling you now, if I'm other teams in this division, I'd be hundred percent fearing Sheffield Wednesday right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we Barry Bannon. I think it, it must have been before the Morecambe game when uh, when when we said that he needed to be dropped. Because since then, since Morecambe, he had an assist against Morecambe, an assist against Burton. He scored against Wigan from the penalty spot. Did nothing against Rotherham, um, but a goal against Donny, an assist against Charlton, two goals against Burton, and I an think assist. Be, I think he's definitely listening. To, he's definitely listening to us. Definitely, <laughs> um, nothing against Lincoln. No, to be fair, not not many people did anything, and then a goal and assist yesterday. So that's nine games, five goals and five assists. Like, you know, to have someone like that, uh, well, any part of the season, to be fair, but you know, he's just his performance levels have just kind of gone up a notch, haven't they? You know, Tom, like the he's gone from, like I said, to to. I don't want to say like trying to all, but that that kind of that's always like the criticism of Barry Bannon is. He just tries a little bit too hard, but now everything's just clicking and 
I mean, the one massive criticism was the amount of goals he's scoring. And he's got eight now. Like, and I think there's what ten games of the season left. Is is for me? He's quite easily going to be in double figures by the end of the season. Here, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he goes back to what who he's got around him now. Because if you think back, maybe a dozen games ago, no Luongo, no Bison, Bannon's trying to do everything. And again, Giles has probably been through this experience in his life where he's been in a team and he's had to, he's got his job and what Giles is good at. However, if somebody's injured, Giles might have to drop back deeper and not be able to get and that's what Bannon had to do. Mm. To be that quote about getting the ball off knocking that raking 70-yard ball, but then have to get the legs to get there to support. He's, he's doing too much, but now he's sort of being given the freedom and he was picking up them pockets yesterday. And you mentioned it a moment ago, Dad. He sees pictures that nobody else does. Definitely, yeah. He, and I think Gregory's in that category as well. They see things mm. and obviously they'll work on it in the training ground. So as soon as like, Bannon takes his second torch and he's got it on the outside of his boot, everyone will know how to move and they'll know where the next three passes are coming from. That's what it looks like yesterday. It were all intricate passing. It will get it around the box. If you can't get a shot off, let's fashion fashion an opportunity. And it could have been it could have been double figures yesterday. It really could have been. If it kept but it kept everybody on and gone properly on for it, could have been double figures. Do you know what I'm most impressed with as well, by the way? Is that like you said, it was two 0 after ten minutes. They could have easily have took their foot off the gas, like a lot of teams do when that happens, right? Yeah. Two nil. Then it could have maybe gone to three nil, and then they could have just played, played, and the game could have just could have just fizzled away. But you know what I loved? They thought, no, fuck this. Like we're going for it. We're gonna just keep going and going. And look, that's why they scored six goals. They re- and, and like you said, Tom, they could have actually scored ten, yeah. and they just kept going. They they kept showing that relentless. Do you know what I mean? They just they just didn't give up not give up but just didn't take their foot off the gas yeah you know and that, that's a that's a big big thing for me like especially at this at this stage of the, um of the of the season yeah because when you're going at half time 4-0 it's pretty much game over in it for the other for the other team there's no there's no way of coming back i mean even even by our um standards and what, what we've seen i don't think we've let for a four goal lead slip maybe maybe someone in the comments can um Look back and probably tell. Well, back in nineteen, whatever you know, we we let it slip or whatever it were. But you know, certainly not in recent recent years. Anyway, not not what I can remember. But for me, like with Barry Bannon, it's just his confidence, and I think that kind of goes through the whole team um, in terms of confidence levels. You know, the little flicks, the little back heels, his range of passing. You know, it's just absolutely amazing to watch. And I, mean, I think he would probably admit as well. He's he's playing for some of these like best football that he's, he's ever played. I know. But you know what? Some... When he plays well, the, the team plays well, right? 100%. Nine times out of 10. Like, and I know it's, again, we don't want to put this pressure on, on Baz to say, listen, you've got to play well because if you do it, then we'll do it. But normally when he's, when he's on point and on fire, I don't know, it just gives the whole team a lift. Well, as, as well, when you've got, you know, whoever the striker may be, Patterson, Berahino in recent weeks, you know, and Gregory, He's going to be loving it because he knows when Barry Bannon picks that ball up and Mass and Byers, to be fair, they they put a decent pass in. Johnson as well. You know, they must be absolutely loving it that he's going to get some good service and that's what a good striker needs, isn't it? They, they need service and giving the ball all right. I know Gregory didn't get a goal yesterday, but that he must be licking his lips, you know, the fact that, you know, we play on Tuesday, he's probably going to start again and, you know, with, with Bannon putting them 
putting them balls into him, he'll be like I say, absolutely loving it. Although saying that, where he would normally pass the ball, and on many, there's been so many times where you where Bannon gets it like you know 20, 25 yards out, and you're thinking it's it, shoot, and he like does that little dink cross in that normally comes to nothing. Whereas now, he's he's got like he's got that eye for goal. I mean, that goal that he scored, I mean, it was weird. It just kind of opened up for him, didn't it? You know, it opened up. Next thing, left left peg, keeper had absolutely no chance. And obviously in front of the cop as well, which Did he uh, not win the ball back? No, so but the ball went the keeper Bounce. rolled the, the keeper rolled the ball out, uh and and their player just like turned and passed it and it went behind the other player and he just couldn't get there and Bannon like kind of weaseled his way through and, 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 and picked it up and then yeah, there were nobody on him. You know, took one one touch to the left and left peg and great finish. Just the he made it look so easy as well. I think I'd, if I'd have tried that, I'd have probably kicked it with my right foot and fell over <laughs> and fresh aired it or something like that. But, you know, when, you, when you're when trying to hit the ball when you're on the run as well, it's obviously difficult and just made it look so easy. And the power, at the, it, it weren't like it didn't place it or anything. It was just pure power and it like the dip on it. And it, well, it was just absolutely world class. I think I've watched it, you know, a bit like that Berahino flick against Doncaster. I've, I've watched that goal too many times already this morning to be fair I've, uh, yeah, it was it were a good one then yeah I've just mentioned his name there my man Berahino best player ever in world like get, it, <laughs> get him in get him in all the fame get him in, you know we talked about Bannon being a legend yeah we talked about Barry Bannon being a legend I think Sido Berahino just pipped him to it to be fair I mean I'm, I am I met up for him and I think he Fair play to Darren Moore as well, to be honest. That I think Darren Moore did come out, didn't he? Um, I can't remember what game it was, but he said that Berahino's working hard in training, this is that and the other. And I said that he's kind of planting some seeds there that Berahino's going to come back in the side at some point in the near future. And obviously he's come he's come back in now. He's had a, a, a little bit of a run in the, game, in, the, in the team. Obviously the goal against Doncaster helped, uh, I thought. Um, but then, yeah, his performance, like, I mean, obviously, you know what me, what I've been saying, Tom, about Sido Berahino, but what, were you, were you echoing my kind of sentiments earlier in the season about him or, or were you always like, you kind of knew there were a footballer in there? There's always been a footballer in there, mate, I would say. But you never knew if it was going to come out Wednesday. And look, if you look at past records with Wednesday, we always sign players and they always don't really deliver. When you think about Yalman yeah, Abdi's and players like that, they come with this reputation, they come to Wednesday and they, they never kick on. However, hopefully, Berahino will. And I think what's happened, it's took time for him to adjust because if you listen to the past stories of his previous clubs, he's had attitude problems, turning up late. He just, he just didn't seem like he had a care in the world. I think you're getting linked for £30 million at some point in your career You've got to talk about yeah, and obviously he did. He did. I don't know whether West Brom or Stoke and Tottenham wanted him, but when those numbers are getting branded about, you've obviously got some. Yeah, he's lost his way somewhere. We've given him a chance. Come back in. He's he's doing very well at the moment. I don't know if he's here for another year or whether this is his coming to end of this season. And is he is he sort of thinking right, I need to do something now <laughs> yeah. because all that new you trick. Well, mm. potentially, but is it going to be with Wednesday? Because if he, he scored three of the weekend, let's say he gets one, maybe, let's say he averages one in, one in two between now and the end of the season, adding to what he's already done now, and worst case scenario, we don't go up. Is he still going to be a Wednesday player or is somebody going to say, 
well, look what he's done towards back end. He sorted himself out. Here's a two-year deal or however. Well, Wednesday would have to offer him something, Tom, wouldn't they? If that was the case. You'd like to think, you'd like to think they would offer him something, which what what can we offer that compared to a bigger club? Mm. If big, bigger club, we're talking, bigger about, we're talking about Sheffield Wednesday here, Tom. Well, I, I just said they're not necessarily a bigger club. So I know what you mean. That, I know. Do, do, do you know what I mean? If, In a championship, yeah, for example. Yeah, somebody... If they don't go up, yeah. If you get a mid-table championship team who keeps knocking on the door and you can see there's actual genuine progression within that club, somebody who this season finishes 12th, last season they finished 15th, so they're naturally going to be thinking we need to try and step it up. Mm. And can Barry Hino go in there and contribute 10 goals to that team over a season? That could be the difference in them getting in the playoffs or not. So I'm just trying to think from his point of view rather than just as a fan saying we need to get him locked down. We, we can try best, but if he doesn't want it, yeah, then it's sort of we can't really do anything. And we took the risk on giving him that short length of contract. It was a risk for both sides. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, that, that his first goal, Giles, I mean, he tried that a few times, you know, that, you know, drop of the shoulder. It's exactly what he did against Doncaster um, mm. for, for his goal there. He made that skill look so, so easy, didn't he? Like, you know, like I said, drop of the shoulder, one touch, then, you know. But we've seen it before, touch. haven't we? Let's be honest, we've seen, we've seen him do that. In the past, when he when he's been at his other club, Stoke and West Brom, you know that that's what he's about. He gets a touch, he gets to his feet, he's, he he drops his shoulder, quick little touch to the side, and he's got that finish. Yeah, um, it buys him like half a yard, doesn't it? Half like, a yard, and that's it. And he just you know for what whatever the finish is, a, a whip or a, a nice strike. He that's that's Barry, that's Barry, you know, that's how he scores his goals, um, and it's brilliant to see. I agree with Tom. You know, it's it, again. He's come back in the side, so we've got to, we've got to give him a, a lot of credit because he was getting stick. Let's be honest. You know, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know, especially from someone. You know, we're not going to name any names, but <laughs> no. But listen, he's done really well uh, to get a hat trick at, at any level is, is is an unbelievable achievement. To do it at Sheffield Wednesday, amazing thing. So let's hope now that he can continue his form in the last ten games and. And, and let's try and get promoted. It's, it's amazing what one game can do as well. Three three goals, he's now up to six for the season. He's, he's only two off leading goal scorer. And if he carries on the way that he is, then you know he probably will get leading goal scorer if he's scoring, uh, what is that, five in five, in five I think that is now, um, with obviously goals against Lincoln and, and Doncaster as well. I mean, I, you know, just looked at his, his numbers for, for yesterday. 37 touches, six shots, five on target and three goals and an assist as well. Like, you know, it's hey, unbelievable job numbers. Done. Yeah, job done, Feb. That's why you get paid. That's why strikers get paid, eh? Plus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously he scores that, that first goal, which uh, at first I didn't think it had gone in. I thought, the, you know, keeper got a strong hand to it and I thought it were just going to go wide, but, you know, crept in at the at the near post. And, and yeah, I think that way obviously made it, what, 2-0. And then four minutes later, he pops up again with another goal and, I almost had to pinch myself to you know to be honest. Like, um, yeah, just I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that we were, you know, that, that we that we'd scored. Um, obviously, that were you know his, his second goal to make it to to make it four nil. Sorry, um, obviously, just at the right place at the right time, weren't it, Tom? Like, and that's what that's is the sign of a of a striker, isn't it? And that's kind of with the other strikers that we've got. We'll come on to him in a a little bit later on, but. I don't think you get that with Gregory and Berahino. Like I said earlier, they they know where they need to be. Sometimes you see players and 
and the ball watching a little bit and you're thinking, oh, why is nobody there? Like, why is nobody there to pick pick the ball up when it comes off the off the goalkeeper or whatever bit? You know, right place at the right time, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, that fourth, it was like position of maximum opportunities in the whites of the goals. He's, he's hunting, he's waiting for anything from a from a knockdown. Obviously, keeper's made a good save from, I think from Gibson. Yeah. But he's there, he's not, he's not like, switched off he's concentrating and, may, and maybe three months ago that wouldn't have happened it would have, have been out, out of position stretching for it and it ends up in in the cop and I mean his other two goals they're not carbon copies but it's that drop of that shoulder that snapshot yeah. and the ability to to be able to do that and shoot on either foot with confidence because you think of some players if they drop their right shoulder well they, they drop their shoulder and they're shooting with their weaker foot you think Christ, it could not be bothered about me, and but <laughs> but then with him, you, you know he's in there, and hopefully it kicks on like we've been saying because it was yeah like you just you've, you've put the stats out there, Mister Statman. <laughs> yeah, it were, yeah, it was a perfect performance from him. I mean, the goal that you know the finish for the fourth goal as well, or his his second. If you watch it. You know the, the ball's come to him. It's easy to keep it low and to, but obviously you know you've got legs in there. You've got keepers going to dive down, you know, down low as well to, to try and stop it. But if you watch it, he actually goes high and he hits it nearly into the roof of the net. And I don't think that's um, him mis kicking it or leaning back or anything like that. I, I think, think he meant that. Yeah, I, I think, think he's yeah. perfect. If you, if you yeah, go up yeah, there, yeah. nobody's getting to it. Are they? Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. you know, if, if anything, someone's going to lunge and and you know try and try and block it. But you, you ain't blocking anything when it's when it's hitting the roof of the net. And you know, mm. it's like little things like that that you know. I don't want to wax lyrical about Saido Berahino because of everything that we've said about him before. But he's like a different player, um, and it probably is just that that confidence. And it does help playing in a side that that is oozing confidence at the moment. I thought it was so weird. Like we've just been well and truly beat at Lincoln as well. Like we weren't just it weren't an unlucky defeat. We were properly beaten. But yet we're going into this game with like as if we're on a ten game unbeaten run. The, the confidence were unreal. Like I don't mean to mean from the players. I mean from the fans as well. You know, people. Do you know what? Are, you know what, James? I've heard a few fans say that we don't want to get too carried away. It's only Cambridge. A few fans said this to me, and I was like, "But hold on a minute." Like, okay, they've just come up from League Two. Yeah, take that. I completely understand that. But you can only beat who's in front of you, and to and and to score six goals against any any team in your league is is a very very good you know yeah you don't a good see, achievement and a good performance. You know. Cambridge aren't getting spanked 6-0 every week, are they? You yeah, know exactly. I mean? like, and it's if, not like if, they're bottom of the league either. No, they're 12th after the there you world, go. 12th so or 13th at the I time. I had to kind yeah. of tell the fan, hold on a minute, listen, don't don't just say that, right? We, we are actually, where we are. We are uh, it was yeah. actually a Sheffield United fan, to be honest, so he's probably been a bit bitter. <laughs> probably, yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, we, we are where we are. Like, there's no, like you said there, we can only beat the team that's put in front of us and that team's going to be Accrington on on Tuesday and then it's going to be Gillingham on, on Saturday like we can't we can't change that like oh, well we can in the long term and hopefully we do for next season but it is what it is like you know you've got to go out there we could have beat any of these these teams 6-0 this season like it's yeah, took, yeah. took until you know what March the whatever it was to, to, to you know to do it this this time but you know like yeah, you, you're right like we're not getting I don't, I don't think we're getting carried away but it you know. I'll be honest with you. I'm getting a bit carried away. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I really think that these Rotherham and, and Wigan need to watch out. I'm being honest, and I know Rotherham are probably a little bit too far ahead, but 
they need to be looking over their shoulder because the form that we're in, 10 games to go, we could easily win eight, eight to 10 out, eight, eight, eight of those. I would even say we could win every game. Do you know what? It's, it's mad because what we were saying like earlier in the season that we've too many draws, like, you know, we've, we've drawn mm. what, 10 games this season. The last draw that we had was Portsmouth away. I couldn't tell you what day it was, but that seems... Christmas, was that Christmas? It was the game where Massimo Longo got sent off um, and we didn't have any recognised centre-backs. I, I think that was the game where Dunkley were injured. We had, we had Pato, Dunk, Pato, Johnson and Palmer as about three. Yeah, and we mm. drew nil-nil. That was the last yeah. game that we drew, which was, it seems, absolutely ages ago. And it just shows you that draws are like... I don't want to say the worst result because you get a point, don't you? Like obviously, but a win and a, def- a win, defeat and a win is obviously much better than a win and two much draws, better, isn't yeah. it? Generally, yeah. well, it's not much better. It's just a point, but well, it's, so, it's that momentum, isn't it? Do you think if we win eight out of the last ten, that will be enough for us to get automatic promotion? What's that then? So that's what 20, 24 points. We're on sixty-four now, so that's eighty, eighty-eight. Wigan are on seventy-three. And they've got eleven games. They've got so they need what's that? Fifteen points. They need five wins out of eleven. Mm. So we're asking them to lose. We're tired. asking them to lose six games. And if I told you yeah, they've only tight. lost six games this season, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall order. I mean, look, like if we win our next four or five games it's got to keep putting the pressure on them this, yeah it's exactly that the pressure's on they're looking you know all it takes is for them to i mean i don't know who, they, who they've got coming up as well mm. they've probably let's have a look actually they've got um they've got oh, bolton, bolton to play plymouth Crew. ipswich portsmouth do you know what i mean they're not they're not easy games uh, they've got some games there they have got some games where they can slip up there i'm telling you do you know what i mean if, if ask me that in three or four weeks time giles like after yeah. we've won three or four games and they might slip up once or twice, and yeah, you know, our souls will be twisted. Cheeky bum time, yeah, yeah, you know I mean? yeah definitely. Time. Like, it, and it, you're right, it's pressure in it because they put it this way: if it gets to that point and we don't go up, it's, I mean, when, when you finish third and you just miss out on like automatics and what have you, it obviously it must be a, a sickener because you know, especially if you've dropped away as well, like, you know, you, you, you're in playoffs, but you feel like you should have gone up automatic. But I think the position that we're in, wherever we finish, whether that is in the playoffs or wherever it is, like, we, we've, we're going on a on a decent run at the moment. Obviously, we can continue that and they have to take confidence from it. And you look at any of the other sides that are there and that, what is what, MK, Oxford, Sunderland, Plymouth, you could pros- you know possibly say Wickham as well. Maybe Ipswich if they put a decent run together, but the, none of them are going to want to play us, are they? Like if we if we go on on a run like we like we have been, but yeah, I mean, like just going back to the game, like, like I said, I had to I had to pinch myself at half time four nil. It would just, I mean, I don't know what you thought, Tom, but it was it was almost like we're on cloud nine, weren't it? Yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> Obviously, it's great that we were following up at half time, but I sat there and thought, well, game's over now. I wonder what, what's the second half going to be like because you see these games, you watch them, you watch them on TV, like, like, and you see teams go three, four, and up, and then nothing happens in the second half. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we, we come out and they didn't take the foot off the gas for that first fifteen minutes in the second half. They just went, they went again, um, got another couple of goals, and for me, I, I'm, I were going to 
Yeah. Do you both think Bannon's the best goal yesterday? Because I don't. <sighs> That's controversial, I, I like, that one. I like Byers' goal. Yeah, Byers' goal was a great finish as well, by the way. Purely because of how it came about. So Dave, I think they hit the post, didn't it, Tom? Hit the post and went in. Or no, not? that's Berahino's goal. That's Berahino's. Oh, okay. <laughs> with with Gregory's won the ball back just on like, on the halfway line. It was a nothing like there was nothing there. Their fullback's got the ball ready to clip it down the line. Gregory's gone and busted go up to get the ball, so he's blocked that. Got got the ball, and then they played three or four neat passes. Berahino could have shot. He then slide it into slid it into Byers. It were a nice finish. And I personally prefer a team goal, something like that, than somebody from 25, 30 yards. I, I don't know what you guys feel. Uh, Bannon, uh, obviously, Bannon's a good strike, but that's just my for me. I mean, I get what I get what you're saying. Yeah, but Byers is a fan, you know a fantastic goal, but it's just my I, I love a screamer. Like I don't know, and yeah. it's just it's just my you know when you for me it's like I, I get what you're saying. Like in terms of um, you want a good team goal because everyone's playing well. You know, Sido, not selfish whatsoever. He'd not got his hat trick at that point either. You know, he'd only yeah. got two. You know, he slid him in and obviously, you know, Byers put put the ball in the back of the net. But so, you, you know, when everyone's playing like that, it's it's good. And, and, you know, I don't want to say anyone can hit a screamer, but the screamers can sometimes come against a runner play, can't they sometimes? So I, I, I get that. But now nah, for, for me, uh, I, I think it's more when the goal happened as well. The fact that it were 10 minutes in and he made it 2-0. When Bayer scored is to make it five, it were almost. I, I I always like. It's the goal, but it's also like the emotions as well. And when that goal went yeah. in, I was a bit like fucking hell. Like, do you know what I mean, it, jumping yeah. up and wow, what have we just? What have we I'm just? Just having a look at the goals now. I'll I'll let you know in three minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> ten, twenty minutes because we know how bad Giles' Wi-Fi is, so uh, we bu- it'll be buffering, <laughs> won't it? <laughs> but, but no, like you know. It, it would just, like you said there, didn't didn't let you know take the foot off the gas. I just want to touch on on Cambridge for a second because I saw, I, don't, I think someone put on Facebook or whatever, he said Cambridge are the worst team I've ever seen at Hillsborough. and I thought that were a bit unfair to be to be honest. Um, not not just taking pity on them because they've been beaten six nil, but I didn't think they were that bad. I just thought that we were that good. Like honestly, we just didn't let them have a sniff. I mean. What did they play? Four two three one, I think it were, and it didn't really work having Joe Ironside up, you know, by himself. I thought Hutchinson and and Story kind of dealt with him, didn't they? Really, and uh, you know, kept him in his back back pocket. But what did what did you think of Cambridge? Like I said, I, I thought it was just more we just played absolutely unreal, uh, and they just were just unfortunate that they were on the receiving end of it. To be fair. Pretty much that, yeah. I mean, they, they weren't the best, but they're not the worst team that's been to I'm, I'm like mid 30s, I've been watching him since mid, like mid to early 90s, and I've not, I've seen worse teams play at Hillsborough than, than Cambridge. I've seen worse we players, worse teams this season come to Hillsborough, yeah, to be we, fair. We were just relentless. That, that, that's what it was. We just didn't give them a chance. If they, if they had possession of the ball, we hunted it back. Like for that, our second goal. Um, Giles mentioned it. Did did Bannon win the ball back? It was an high press. It was Bannon and Byers mm. squeezing and getting the ball back high up the pitch, knowing that they're uncomfortable in possession in their areas, winning it high, and then obviously playing on the front foot. Obviously, Bannon's goal again were brilliant. But if Bannon wins that ball there and that shot's not on, we're 25 yards out from their goal. You've got Gregory, Berahino, you've got Johnson on the left. We had options there, so I think it wasn't a matter of them being awful. 
I think it was a matter of us being good. And I think we need to look at it from that point of view rather than, oh, it's only Cambridge. Mm, I agree. We, yeah. We've played teams this season who were lower down in the table and took points off for us. So we need to give ourselves some credit for once rather than just saying it's only this or that team. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, they're 12th. We're not, we're not talking about a team that's bottom of the league, right? They're mid-table. Um, I don't know how many points they are behind us, but... Yeah, I mean, how many points they've, are they? They've won, they've they won a fair are, few games. We've got... We've got they've got... They've got 45, we've got 64. Okay. So we'll they are behind us, but yeah, but still <laughs> mid-table. The 12 points uh, from the drop. I mean they've slipped to they've slipped to 15th now. Um and the 20 points from yeah. from the playoffs are like the, 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 a typical mid-table finish. Mid-table so one thing I want to ask Giles. I mean, I know obviously you were on the receiving end of a hammering against Man City that time in the uh when the FA Cup or League Cup, I can't remember which mm-hmm. one it were. Um, I'm sure there's been others as well in your career where you've had a bit of pasting. I mean, what's it like as a player when, because you saw some of the, the, the Cambridge players and, you know, especially when like goal number five goes in and or even even goal number three and four, to be fair, and they looked like almost like dejected. And, and it, yeah, when, that's like, horrible. When, obviously when five and six goes in, at that point, you know, I think, what, 50 odd minutes gone and, and they'd hardly even touched the ball. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's deflated. What, it's it absolutely, like? you feel deflated. It's horrible, to be honest. Of course, it's a bit different when you're playing against Man City, right? When, especially when it was nil-nil at half time, and in the second half they scored seven. Like, you know, I thought we did really well in the first half, but second half it's it's like something they just come on, boys, just stop taking the piss now, and they just turned it on. Um, so it's a little bit different. Still, no one wants to lose by seven goals. Do you know what I mean? It's it's did, not did, nice. What, do you just want to just kind of just f- fuck off down tunnel and just think? Right, like, to be fair, when it was, when it's five when it's five nil against Man City, you just want the fucking game to be over, don't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know what the the highest score I've I've lost in in a in a league game. I don't think it's been that much, to be honest with you. I might yeah. be wrong, but I don't think it's more than two three goals. Um, but yeah, even then, no one likes losing in the first place. But to lose by uh, by six, it's it's not nice, is it? It's horrible, to be honest. I mean, you know, it's the first time in a long time, you know, both you, Tom and Giles touched on it, that, you know, saying now we didn't take the foot off the gas and it were relentless and what have you. And it's the first time in a long time that we've done that. I mean, how many times have we have we said that it's, you know, a batter in a team 1-0? And how many times has it happened this season where, you know, the other team go down the other end and all it takes is a deflection or a corner or a free kick or whatever it is and, and it's 1-1 or a mistake from Bailey Peacock Farrell as it has been in some occasions and then, you know, you go from looking at the league table and thinking, oh, look, look we're going to jump up four play- places to then going, oh, we've slipped two because we've, uh, we've, we've dropped two points. So for me, you know, I, I think it comes from that like mentality and the confidence that the team's got and they just... Obviously, they're playing great football at, at the moment. You can you can clearly see that. Um, I mean, someone obviously we've, we've you know we've, we've touched on all the all the goals. Obviously, spoke about Berahino. Um, I've just seen them. Sorry, James. I've just seen them again. Oh, has it just I've just stopped buffering? Has it, mate? Just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cute! You could hear the dialogue in the background. Yeah, it's just stop buffering. Um, no, Baz, Baz's goal is the best. And I'll tell you who's actually, I think, is better than Baez, Tom. Berrino's first one, where it's come to him on the edge. He's turned so sharp on his left foot. Baez. It's a great finish. If you watch it again, it's honestly, it's a great finish. But Baez is... this morning. Yeah. As, as, as an all-round goal, Baez is a very good, because I think Baz has played a lovely ball to 
to Marino. He's then taken it in and, and, and played that through pass. And obviously, Baez has come onto it. It is a very good team goal. You're right. But I think just for quality, I've got to give it to Baz. It's a crazy Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's opinions at the end of the day. Of course, I'm going to disagree with you because it is a great goal. It's just, like I say, I like to see, I'd much prefer to see three or four intricate passes a in the last few sort of goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, screamers can happen all the time. Do you, do you no, think that's Bannon's best goal this season? Because obviously we, we asked this question, I think, on the debate show and I think quite a few people had said his Donny goal were, uh, were his best so far. Do you, do you think that's eclipsed that one? He scored a few, yeah. It's definitely up there. Definitely up there. He scored a couple now that I think... Whew. Well, he scored six from outside the box. I mean, you're not being funny. Like you'd, It's very rare that you see that unless it's Adam Reach in what, 18, 19 season or whatever it were when he scored. And I'll be honest with you, I personally think Baz has got a better left foot than Reach. You know, and, and that, that, that's what's been missing from his game, though, isn't it? The goals. Oh, definitely. Because yeah, we know yeah, he's yeah. got it. Like, hundred percent. And I think he'd he'd be the first to say it himself. The ability he's got, he should be scoring more goals. Well, I think he's. he's I'm going to say it now. He's going to probably finish on what eleven or twelve. I think he's got another four goals in him. I'm then. giving him ten. Ten is a great. Is, is is good for any midfielder to score ten goals. I'm giving him ten. That's and something we've been missed. We've been missing as well, brilliant. isn't it? You know, that midfielder that can pitch him with the you know, double-figure goals. It just oh. takes the pressure off your strikers, doesn't it, as well? Definitely. Like, Definitely. Obviously, Patterson's going to be, you know, kicking himself. Obviously, he's, uh, they've, they've had a bet, haven't they? I think they, they said that after the, the Burton game. They've had a, a bit of a wager between them who can score the most goals. Ooh. So obviously, Pato, yes, yeah. that's not good, is it? <laughs> well, but obviously, you know, Patterson had got three and three, hasn't he? Um, I think Bannon had scored, scored two in that time. But, you know, he's, the way you look at it is, is Patterson going to get in the team now? Well, that's 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 the other thing, you know. When when you've got Gregory coming back and having a performance like he like he did, and then you've got Berahino scoring a hat trick as well, like Tom. Yes, you feel Patterson kind of falls in the same mould as kind of Palmer in that great player, great to have around the team, just like Palmer as well. But I feel like because they've both been. And I say playing Palmer's been obviously been playing out of position, albeit doing a fantastic job at centre half. It's not his position; it's right back in it really. Is but we don't play mm-hmm. with a right back. Um, same with Patterson, like done great, you know, in all the positions that he's played in this season. But unfortunately, how, how did Jack Hunt do? He did all right. I, I, I think Jack Hunt got forward a lot, put some decent crosses into the box as well. Like he's done that pretty much every single week. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't think he did anything amazing. I think Johnson kind of gets all the plaudits for for what, for what he's been doing and what have you. But could you potentially see in a couple of games, post potentially seeing Palms coming back in at, at the right wing back? <sighs> I don't know. Go on, Tom, do you want to answer that one? Yeah, I, I would say yeah, depending on who we're playing against. I mean, yesterday it was like for us, it was attack versus defense. So Jack on and Marvin Johnson pretty much played as wingers. Mm. So I would say if you're playing in a game like that, Jack Hunt is a better option than Palmer in games like that. However, if we're playing against a team where there is going to be more defensive work, Wickham, for example. I'd see Palmer, Palmer back in there. Even though that I remember, I know James mentioned it a minute ago about Palmer being a right back. For, for me, he was a centre midfielder growing up. Yeah, I, I remember watching him against QPR and keeping Joey Barton quiet for 90 minutes. But what's frustrating um, though, yeah, you say, you say that, and obviously I know Giles has said that a few times, but the, the other day against Burton, when he played Jack Hunt in, in, in centre mid, I was, I was thinking, what a weird decision. Like, Hutchinson, for me, should have played there if you're going to play anyone yeah. there. 
when you looked at the team sheet. And then if it's not Hutchinson, it has to be Palmer, surely. Like I just think, I just thought that were it was very strange, really, wasn't it? really weird. Yeah. And and then and then obviously then you're thinking perhaps all right maybe maybe Palmer's first choice on you know as uh, as right wing back, but then he goes back to back to Hunt again. It's a bit. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't quite get what his thought process were in that one. But I, I suppose they were due a bit of a. Obviously, we're going back a few, you know a week or so now, aren't we? But I suppose they were due a bit of a strange selection decision, weren't they? So maybe he just threw that one in there just to uh, just to keep everyone happy, maybe. But but yeah, I, I think you know when you when you look at the game on on, on the whole. Just a, a, a fantastic performance. Probably, well, he's definitely the, the best performance that we've had so far this season. Just in terms of, it wasn't just the fact that we won six nil. It was just, it was just everything about it. Just from start to finish, you know, the early goal, the yeah, not taking the foot off the gas, and having the game pretty much wrapped up by half time. It's a bit of a strange, strange feeling that one. Normally, we're. Uh, I think I think at four nil we, we we said it would be pretty comfortable. Three nil, he's still thinking. Wait, wait a minute. There could, there could definitely be a chance, but at, at four, it would it would definitely wrapped up. Now, before we just move on to uh, more individual performances, I just want to mention something that, that that pissed me off. Really, um, people that leave before the end. I know I've mentioned it on the on the podcast a few times, but dear me, like six goals, best performance of the season, like I've just said people streaming out before the end of the game. Like, for me, we should be singing and celebrating with the players at the end. Like, you know, I mean, they've put in the best, what a shift they've put in. And When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They look up to the cop and there's bugger all there. Like, come come night, you're minute, it went whistle. You've seen the traffic on Peniston Road after. Yeah, Giles, have mate, but like, I'm not being funny. What they what they getting off for? Is it strictly come dancing or something? The trial? Is it? No, I, listen, I agree with you. I, I, Blind I'm day. One, and, I don't, I don't leave one. games. I don't leave games early, me. Do you know what? <laughs> I've put it on Twitter. And I, I must admit, I've got a bit of stick from from certain people, and I think people have took it a little bit the wrong way as well. Like, I get people have got commitments, whether that's they've got work or they've got to catch a train or what, whatever they've got to do. Like, I, I get it. Like, I totally get that. But then some people have waded in and saying, "Oh, I mean, you know, these, these elderly people that they don't want to get, you know, um, you know, get involved in the crush and what have you, and this is that and the other." Yeah, I get all them, all them, but it's not like five thousand people that've got exactly the same excuse. I think it's just force of habit that people just leave. But how many times have we have we seen like late goals? I think someone mentioned it on Twitter as well, saying, uh, "Was it Bristol City that we won? We won that game. Like we were losing one nil and two injury time goals. We we win the game two one, and um, 
Atinu use goal against Preston that that were late on, weren't it? You, know, you, you can go Rotherham. I know that we're away from home, so you're probably not going to leave them. I think the main there. I think the main reason is traffic. I'll be honest with you. I, I think that's like... the majority of fans. They want to leave early because they know that it it can get very busy. And I think that's not just at Wednesday. I think that's at all football clubs. To be honest with you. I know, but I, I, I just look, and for me, I just find it embarrassing. Like it literally is. There's people sat around me, and more so on the cop because that's you know I can I'm sat closer, and you can and you can see it easier, can't you? People getting up, and they're just fucking streaming out like, and I just, I just think I get it sometimes. You know, it's a poor game or night games, even perhaps more so. It's it's knocking on a bit if you're young kids or whatever. I get that people have got excuses, but. More so than ever, when you've won six nil, I suppose some people the game went a little bit flat near the near the end, but just you know cheer them on at the end at the end, and do you know what I mean, give them a bit of a pat on the back. What do you, Tom, do you stay till the bitter end, or do you bugger off early? So I mentioned it in the chat earlier. Me and my mate, well, not sorry, my mates, we had a saying three and off. So at any point, if you are three nil down, that ain't get that engine running basically. That's that's what they say, and even against the Bur- I, I didn't go with them against Burton, one five two. Before final whistle went, they told me they were on slip road of the M1, get it off the partway because they wanted to beat the traffic. So the game's the game's dead and gone. We're five like five two up. They just wanted to get home and beat the traffic. Uh, for me, I stayed to the end personally. Yesterday, as I'm, I'm at. Uh, and had a drink with me before, James. Yeah. Um, my granddad left at, when they held the um, they had a minutes up at the end. Yeah. He's eighteen eight to the walking stick. His reason is because it takes him longer to walk back to the car. I said, "Don't worry, I'm not in a rush." We get home when we get home. That's top and bottom of it. That that's my thought on on football. Um, I went on the debate show the other week. So I took my brother to the Man City game, nil nil against Sporting Lisbon. It was, it was like a library, the atmosphere. It was boring. You stayed to the end, just in case we might see a goal. That's the, that, that's it for me. Like I'm a sucker for for that, like kind of fear of missing out, FOMO, as they call it. Like I'm I'm bad for it. You know, going a night out, I stay to the bitter end on a night out because I think I'd hate to go home and then everyone's talking about, oh, they were classing whatever. You wherever. don't last to the end. <laughs> Mate, I've seen you drink. You don't last to the end. Giles, don't give me that one on here. Come on, when when you when you've when you've hung your boots up, come on, we'll go on a on a drinking session. Uh, we'll, I'll show you who's uh, who's boss. <laughs> Saying that I haven't been out drinking for quite a while now. I've got the kids and what have you, but uh, I'm sure of. It's like riding a bike, innit? You know, you never you never lose it, do you? Surely. Oh, listen, I I hear that you're back in at midnight, mate. Nah, I'll be there clubbing, getting all this one, you know, big, big fish, little fish, <laughs> and all all that. No, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I I get it. People have reasons and stuff like that. It just, it just, I know I've mentioned it a few times. It does just wind me up a little bit when people uh, when people leave, especially in the numbers that they that they do. Like I said, what's surely what you gotta what you gotta get back for? That's that that's that important. I mean, for me, I park I park on Peniston Road, like what out near where McDonald's is and. It's about what 15 20 minute walk. It's a nice little saunter down there. By the time I get in the car, traffic's gone down a little bit off, and I, I live what near the end of the park. We're near the M1, so it doesn't take me that, that long to get home. But it, you know, it is uh, it is what it is. Um, just want to mention uh, Patreon as well, obviously. Massive thanks to everyone like you, Tom, that uh, that that contribute uh, in terms of becoming a Patreon member. Obviously, uh, it would do. Do really appreciate and everything. I don't normally do this as well, but like 
obviously we've got loads of loads of things coming up that we've planned out with Giles all that you know in terms of like the YouTube yeah, we've channel. got some good, good ideas good yeah, things coming some cracking we? ideas and stuff and obviously you know it all it all costs and you know we, we want to do a good job as well we don't want to just you know do it half arsed and stuff like that and it, you know, the only reason why we're going to be able to do it is like with the with the patrons and stuff. So obviously, I'm not trying to force people. I don't I don't want it to feel like that. But if you are enjoying what we're doing, I said we've got loads of good ideas coming up. Um, then yeah, if you could uh, if you could sign up to Patreon. I mean, I had a pint before the game. Four quid it cost me for an extra pound. You can get obviously all the uh, all the content that we that we're putting out there, all the uh, interviews and everything. Obviously, you only get you get put in the in the prize draw, which I'll uh, I'll read out the winner. In a second with the, with the terrace, but yeah, it's um, like I said it's, it's what a fiver a month. Um, if you could sign up, it's patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Like I said, the the, uh, the ideas that we've got, uh, like I said for the for the YouTube channel, um, yeah, think 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 like more of an entertainment channel more than uh, football uh, knowledge and and things like that. But certainly, think pink taxi. You what? Sorry. I said, think pink taxi. Pink taxi. I thought you said fake taxi. Then I thought, Jesus Christ, it's not going down that road. Pink, pink taxi. <laughs> I, thought, I, if, I, I def, definitely didn't have that idea. But if you if you want to go down that route, Giles, then be my guest. <laughs> we might not be able to put that on YouTube, though. That might be some of a tube that you have to put that one on. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've, you've lost my train of thought now. The terrace. Let's uh, let's read the giveaway out swiftly. Moving on. Um, yeah, head over to the terrorstore.co.uk. Have a look at what they have to offer. They've got loads of uh, merchandise, loads of good Wednesday stuff. They've got prints and mugs, mount, uh, mouse mats and bar runners. They've got loads of stuff. So, yeah, have a go and uh, have a look at, uh, at their store. Uh, like I said, uh, join up to become a Patreon member and you get entered into the prize draw each week. And this week's winner is uh, Thomas Wharton. So, Thomas, make sure you drop us a message. Um, and we'll obviously sort you out with the with a mug, um, and yeah, like I said, drop a message with your address and everything, and I'll get that to sorted out for you. A um, couple of things I want to want to mention. Let's go on to individual performances. Then we've we've already spoke about Lee Gregory. We've already spoke about Berahino and 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 Bannon as well. But for me, like I just want to talk about Lewis Gibson. He's, he's obviously coming to the side. You know, in in recent weeks, you know, he started on on Saturday. What what's your thoughts on um, on Lewis Gibson, Tom? In terms of, do you think he's someone that that, that should be playing week in week out, or obviously you know he's he's not played a great deal. He played what forty five minutes against Bolton, then we never saw him for ages. But he's someone that Darren Moore clearly likes because he's he's put him he's obviously put him straight back in the side. Yeah, uh, I said it on the show as well. He's obviously at Everton for a reason. And I think he would have played against uh, Boreham in the FA Cup should he have still been at Everton uh, rather than being alone at us because they played some of the fringe and players. Um, from what I've seen of him, I think he's, he's steady. Um, he, can, he can play forward. He looks look to be positive on the ball, as we saw at uh, Doncaster um, yesterday. He got his goal, but obviously the keeper saved it. Tapped it. I think he's a good, good steady, well, not even steady, I think he's a good player. Um, I think it's his, his position to lose that, that left centre half now. Um, obviously, unless he gets injured or suspension, I think yeah, I think he's I think he's solid. I think he's come back. He's done well. He's, he's been injured for a long time. He's, he's, he's a young lad. So psychologically, that could have 
him a bit if you think about coming to a, a new club at the start of the season thinking I've got, got a year to kick on get 40 odd games on my belt then maybe go back to Everton and then even either come back and go up or go to a championship club on he, he probably had it all mapped out of I'll do this season and then I'll either put myself in the shot window for a permanent move to a club or hopefully get back in the Everton or try and get an Everton squad so I personally think he's a he's a good solid player what what do you think to him, Giles? From what you've from what you've seen, well, like... I've never seen him live. That which is you know a bit annoying. I I want to try and see him see him live because every time you see a player live, you can really you know player cam them a bit and and really see how good they are. It's, I only I'm only getting really to see highlights and and short spells of the games, which is which is a bit annoying. Um, so it's it's hard for me to really comment. Do, do, do you think it's harsh on, on Liam Palmer? Obviously, he came in for Liam Palmer. I know, um, you know, they, they shuffled, shuffled around a little bit. But do you think do you think it's harsh on him? Or, or do I did think... say that, didn't I? I did think it was harsh to for Palms to get dropped. Um, yes, yeah, going going back to it, probably was the cause of one or two goals against Lincoln. But I think he's been one of our most consistent players. I'll be honest with you this season. So I did think it was harsh. But again, look. He's took him out and look what's happened. Yeah, and I mean, for, for me... He's come in and done very well. Yeah, for, for me, I obviously played in the Pizza Cup against Mansfield, I think it were away from home. And I said in that game that I thought he's... I think he came, he either came on at half-time or went off at half-time. I can't remember which one it was. I, I think he went off at half-time. Yeah, but for, for me... Or like, maybe he come on, actually. Yeah, one of, the, one of the two. But his range of passing when he when he played, I thought were, were second to none. And that's kind of like the, the modern centre-back in it I mean I don't know I can't remember what formation we're playing at the time whether we were playing that 4-2-3-1 or whether we were playing a back three I can't I can't remember but when when you're playing as a defender like going back you know way back when it was just heading and tackling and what have you whereas now you, you need to be able to to pass the ball out don't you? even goalkeepers now need to be able to pass the ball it's, oh it's yeah it, it's, football's, football's changed now isn't it let's be honest it's it, it's got to that more playing out from the back like you just said goalkeepers getting involved now You're not just booming it not just heading it. It, it football's completely changed and Lewis Gibson definitely looks like he's like he's uh, like Tom said comfortable on the ball can, can come out with it can play forward and can pick passes out so Listen, I, I'm going to try and watch watch a few games um, from now until the end of the season, so to make a real judgment on him. But listen, he's he's in a team uh, on Saturday that that won six nil, and there's nothing really negative to say, is there? So, not really. Let's see, let's see how he gets on on Tuesday night against Accrington. Yeah, definitely. Another one. I mean, Liam's not here, but we can still talk about Massimo Luongo. Um, if it just as every game goes by, I mean, he's just. I, I, I just, the games that we didn't have him this season, it just makes me think like what would have happened if we'd have had Massimo Luongo. I mean, I, I know we're not just a one-man team and everything. I know Barry Bannon takes all the plaudits again in terms of you know the goals and assists that he's, that he's scored and Luongo's numbers. He don't have those sorts of numbers, but it just reminds me of like Kieran Lee. I don't know what what you think about that, Tom. Is that is that kind of the sentiments that you have? I think Kieran Lee was more box to box, a bit more busier than that. Oh, so did did did, did uh, Kieran Lee have the legs? Would you say <laughs> he'd have legs on mask, but not legs on archery? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're different players. I do think yeah. they're different players. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what I mean that is, is, is he like you don't recognise he's there for me, 
Massimo. He, Unsung he just, hero. Yeah, he just does the job and breaks down play. You know, he's, again, he's passing, but you know, it's, it offloads it to whoever needs the ball. His shooting ain't great. I think we, we saw that yesterday. But yeah, you said you said it there. Unsung hero is the player that when he's missing, we we notice it massively. But when he's there, he just makes everything tick. He's like in the what they say. What do they say in the engine room? Uh, that's that's kind of he's, he's there, just making it all work. You know? Yeah, he carries the piano for Bannon to play it. That's <laughs> that, 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 that's what it is, and that's what that's the change in what's happened because Bannon were trying to do both, and mm. he couldn't do it. Bannon's, Bannon were getting the ball and passing it to people who don't see the pictures that he sees. But now somebody else is getting the ball, whether it's Baez. And Baez can play, don't get me wrong, and so can Mass, but they're not in, uh, at Bannon's level. They all complement each other. Mm. Uh, what what Luongo does, the, I don't think people might see, is he uses his body very well. He manipulates the ball. He, he'll show the ball to an opposition player, think they can get it, but he's completely under control of that ball. They'll dive in, and he might that'll then create an opportunity for maybe a a 3v2 in the centre midfield and we can play from there. I watched it quite like on him yesterday where he, he uses his body. He's getting it in the way between ball and man and and it's again, people moving off him and he's creating opportunities. I, I think he's a, he's a good player and if we had him all season, I think we'd be higher up the table purely because that would give Bannon and other players more freedom. Yeah, he's, 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 he's absolutely world-class and I said we've, we've missed him for such big parts this season and you know, it's it's no secret that you know that we struggled then, and when he's when he's come back, he has he has made it tick. I mean, Giles, what I know, you've, I know you've not seen you know a great deal, not as much as what perhaps me and Tom have seen of of Wednesday. But what's changed for you? Because nine wins out of twelve, nine wins and three defeats is like a, a crazy good record, and it's amazing that that you, you look at the league table and having a run like that, and we still sit seventh. I think we're actually worse off. Than what, than what we were like before that run, which just shows you how strong this uh, this league's getting. Come, you know, I think near, near the end of the season, but I like, think Tom's spot on to be honest. I was going to say that Tom. I think he said that you know perfect. Exactly what you said there was um, one on mass. I think he that's exactly what he does. He, he uses his body so well, uh, and he draws he draws the midfielder in puts his body in a position to, which which then enables that little like you said a 3v2 or or the little one where it could be around the corner to Baz do you know what I mean and then Baz is higher up the pitch which is then you know we've already talked about it he's one second ahead um, and to, to, to start creating things um, but yeah no I think going back to sorry what was your question <laughs> so I was just honestly just talking about Maz there for a second. I went he's, off. he's just turning to Liam and just that like. I know, you know. Sorry, I was just I was just dozing off on Maz, thinking, yeah, because no, because what Tom was saying was spot on. What Tom was what what Tom was honestly, I just thought, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying, it. I like you know, the, it. just saying how you know we've nine wins out of twelve, you know, nine, nine wins and three defeats. Um, got on an amazing run. I was just asking like, what's, oh, sorry. What, yes. what's yes, changed sorry, really? Just, and, and, we, and it's funny that you and what's changed. Yeah. Again, go back to what Tom said. I think it is, you know, with the, the buyers and mass coming in mid, into midfield, which is allowing Baz to, you know, to have that, you know, freer role in, in a way where he's not doing everything, I think has made a big difference. But also I think winning games, confidence, once you win one, 
you get a bit more confidence, you go into another game. I think that's that's been, you know, the difference so far in the, in the last 12 games. You look at that run as well and, and you know, we go back to, what was it, the Oxford game where it was the last that Gregory played. So, you know, Ipswich, Morecambe, Burton, Wigan, Rotherham, Donny, Charlton, Burton, Lincoln, all them games we've played without without Lee Gregory. Obviously, we can go back even further than that. We had, you know, we had... Um, Josh Windass playing as well. We've, you've got to say that are our um, you know favoured two strikers you know in the in the side. So mm. to go on that run that we have done, like I said, winning those nine games without as top two strikers in the squad, it just shows as well that you know other players are chipping in. I know, but I know um, Patterson's obviously been getting in the goals and and stuff like that. But it just, it just shows that you know. Well, also, I think it's individual performances that have been better. I mean, people have stepped up. Johnson, you know, I said it at the top. Johnson stepped up, and he's he stepped up to the plate. And the balls he's putting in are fantastic. Yeah, Byers, he's he's come in, and I know we didn't see a great deal of him, did we, at the start of the season? But he's took his opportunity. I mean, a player that we that we've just totally forgot about. I mean, we're going to come on to you know players getting back getting back in the side now. Obviously, Deli Bashiru, but another one who's who's injured and probably going to be out to the end of the season is Dennis Adeniran. Like literally, we're. It's just gone, isn't it? I know. I know he's injured and he can't do anything about that. But we're just not even talking about him. Like he's literally I mean, we were ranting and raving about him, weren't we? Beginning the season, he, he was like the best player that you know yeah. at the start of the season. He's had that injury. He's been out of the side. I know he's still injured now, so he can't come back in. But I don't know if he could. He don't, I don't know if he does come back in. Like, do you know what I mean? Where does he go? Like, the, I know it's great to have that strength in depth, but them three, they're they're just nailed on, aren't they? Every single week. I mean. What what do you what do you think about those those three, Tom? Best, I mean, I don't we haven't seen you know we don't watch a great deal of other other teams in the division, but best midfield three in the division. Yeah, surely it's got to be all, all three could go and sit in go into a championship team and, and look comfortable mm. doing their jobs. Um, so yeah, no, he's best three combined and mentioned Adele and even Dela Bashiro at one point was before um, Dela Bashiro got injured against Burton was it when that uh, what he was doing no it were against Morecambe no. I think it were at half time yeah 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 sorry um, Dela Bashiro st- stat man here you know what I mean that's, that's <laughs> one thing one, one nil <laughs> so but no Dela Bashiro were doing well so it's just unfortunate but you mentioned there about injuries what is the the likelihood of all, let's say, the three, the current three and them two all being fit all at the same time. It's highly unlikely. So there'll be, I think there'll be opportunities for them moving forward in, into the season that Adenaran will come back and you'll get minutes. Same with Dele Bashiro. I think Dele Bashiro will get minutes this year purely based on look at Massa's injury record. We cannot keep playing him like, uh, sorry, Saturday, Tuesday throughout and him not get an injury or pick up a suspension. What I would say though is is these players coming back fit, it's much easier coming back into a team that is on form and playing well than a team that's struggling. Oh, yeah. So if they are called upon, if they are called upon and we are in this form, I don't think it's going to change that much. I'll be honest. If if we're still putting in you know performances like like we have been, yeah, I, t- I, t- I totally agree with that. Like yeah, if if Dele Bashir does have to come in, I mean, look, he's not a player that I'm going to be. Worried about, and it's great to have these these players on the bench. You know, I'm looking at the bench. I can't remember what game it was now, but only a few weeks ago, and I was thinking that that bench looks weak. Like literally, I hope nobody gets an injury because nothing's really gonna gonna change. I mean, it just brings me on to like 
you know, the players that are coming back, did they get into the side? Obviously, Dominic Iorfa, he had, what, uh, half an hour or so um, against against Cambridge at the weekend. Deli Bashiru, I know he, he came on uh, against against Burton, had a bit of a cameo performance. Others, I know, I know we mentioned earlier on in, in the week about uh, Harley Dean, Josh Windass, Mendes Lang, they're all back in back in training. Dunkley's played a game behind behind closed doors. So it, it, on one hand, it's good that we've got these players coming back and coming back from injury because I'm, I'm at of times we've been talking about players missing out because of injuries. But now, you know, these are coming back. But I know, Giles, you've spoken a lot about, um, you know, you never change a winning side and what have you. But do any of them players come back in the side or have they literally got to wait for a for an opportunity in terms of... No, I don't think so, not at the moment. Again, how how can you really drop one of those players after the performance they've just put in? So for me, I think you go with the same same team Tuesday. I, I kind of agree with Tom about mass Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. We batter him. It, it, it might not be the best the best for him, as, especially looking at his his injury record. Same with Hutchie. Um, but I think if they're available and they they say that they're they're fit, we've, we've got to, we've got to play the same the same team definitely. <clears throat> Uh, what, what do you think, Tom? Then are you are we playing the same team on on Tuesday? No, he said you know like I said there, but Matt potentially with uh, with Longo. If, if you look at the, res, uh, the the fixtures, obviously this is the last Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday that we've got. I think until the the end of the season. Um, obviously, we play Fleetwood in between Wickham and Portsmouth right at the end of the season. So we have got a run now of of just Saturday game. I, I, I tell a lie. Easter, we've got Friday, Monday, um, but you know, in, in terms, we you know we ain't got that many midweek games coming up. So, do we need to rest him, or do you think we can perhaps play him until the end of the season? Yeah, not necessarily just mass. I, I think you should pick a team based on opponents you're playing, and you pick a team to win. So we mentioned it a while uh, a while ago in the pod where. Charles mentioned could Jack Hunt drop out and Palmer come back in. It all depends on where their where their threats are. You need to nullify that as well as looking at how we can win the fixture. So if they're if they they've got a left wing, for example, who is predominantly cheats, he don't he don't get back, he's always going to be attacking, then I'd probably think, right, well, can Palmer come back in there as a right back and offer more reassurance on a, from a defensive point of view? Because we know on the other side, we've got Johnson, who is better on the ball, more effective going forward than Hunt and Palmer. So then we'd focus our our attacking threat down that side if we could. So I believe you pick a team to beat the opponents in front of you because, yeah, we've, we beat Cambridge 6-0, but I know, I know we've got Accrington, it's a very similar fixture to Cambridge, but if we were playing Rotherham or Wigan, then it might have been a different story where I often needs to come in because their main threat is somebody who's, who's wrapping up front and between Story, Uche and Gibson, they're not as quick as I offered. Does that, does that make sense? No, yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're coming from like a sort of a manager's view and I'm coming yeah. more from a player's view because if I'm a player, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, well, I don't want to get dropped, even yeah. if I'm rested or whatnot. As players, if you're winning and you're, you're playing well, you expect to play the next game. Do you know what I mean? Well, what, you, what you don't want to do is, is get rested and then the player that takes your position has an absolute will. For example, you know, Patterson gets rested, Berahino comes in. I know it's not happened like that, but Berahino comes in, scores a hat-trick, and then you're thinking, 
shit, I'm not getting in next game because it gives you a bit of a problem. Doesn't Berahino's it? going to play like do you know what I mean? It, and so I, I, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Uh, I just want to uh, just just go back a, li- a little bit, and um, obviously we'll, re- we'll I'm going to read out some of the three word match reviews that we uh, that we get on Twitter because some are always always quite comical. Um, obviously, yeah. <laughs> On Twitter, it's at WTID pod. Give us a uh, give us a follow. Nearing the three thousand mark, which is absolutely phenomenal. To say that we've only been doing this what how many fifteen months or so, which you know, thanks for all your all your support and everyone. And I said, I'll just read a few out. Adam Dalamore, Leeds Massacre Memories. Um obviously we had the pancake massacre, didn't we? Um what week and a half ago. But yeah, he's uh, that brought back memories of the Leeds game for him. Uh, Julie Rose won like watching Brazil. I think I, I coined that one saying, you know, Brazil six, Cambridge United nil at full time. Um I've got, we got uh, Sergei Odstrom, probably doing your name some disservice there, but Europe is next. I think that's a bit extreme, but uh, but yeah, certainly if they carry on carry on playing like that. Lee Smith, I don't think he was saying this at the start of the season like me, but uh, Berahino, uh, a legend, is what he's put. Um, so, do you see that picture as well of them all in the uh, in the in the changing room, obviously signing the match ball and everything? You, just, you I, mean, I know they've just won six 0 but. You just look, and I bet the the team morale and and things like that must be sky high. No, you know when you've come off the off the back of a six 0 win. I know we've got beat at the weekend, but it must be a happy place when you when you're playing well like that, Giles. Surely, hundred percent, and especially like you said, when you're scoring six goals, um, the players are going to be absolutely buzzing, and, and they're going to be not like, listen. They they can't wait for Tuesday when you win like that. You want to you want a game straight away. You don't want to rest. Obviously, because... they'll have had the day off today, won't they? Um, yeah, I'm sure. No training, but the day off today, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be going in tomorrow or today if you if you're listening to the podcast on Monday, and they'll just be all smiles, won't they? Like, I bet they yeah. all can't wait, and they'll all be you know talking about the game. Probably, I'm sure. Confidence will be sky high. And Darren Moore will be exactly trying to tell everyone to calm down and going like, you know, let's focus on on Tuesday's game. But you know, they'll all be. You know, trying to replicate Bannon, Bannon's wonder goal, I'm sure, in, in training. Oh, again, you know, it's, I've said this before, I'm actually intrigued to see how we do Tuesday and I actually might come if my missus gets back from work early enough. Um, I might try and come down because I'd like to see how, how they, they react in a way. Are they going to continue and, you know, think a bit of arrogance and think we're going to do the same thing we, we did to Cambridge to Aquiton. We're just going to literally run all over them. We're going to just pop it, pop it, play goals, goals, goals. Or... Is it going to be, well, you know what, it was a bit easy-ozy, we can take it a bit easy this game, we're that good and sometimes that overconfidence can kind of be your downfall a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see you know, how they turn up on Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just read a few more out before we before we do move on. Uh, Danny Slingsby, fluid, aggressive and attacking. I, I don't think we were that aggressive, really, to be fair. I, I, I certainly agree with the other two sentiments you know they were definitely attacking and it were definitely fluid um what else we got s3fc 1867 has put the burundi ronaldo <laughs> obviously <laughs> i'm guessing that's uh coin off the dutch ronaldo that that silasau has been been named um what else we got let's have a let's have a look sido berahino at trick uh ben or oh, ben, ben jim brown's put ruthless determined and together james vernon Owls battered, battered him. Sam Thompson, 6-0 Berahino. <laughs> a little bit of a play on uh, play on words there. I saw uh, Alex Miller said that he was a bit annoyed that the uh, that the pitch were looking a little bit better than it has been because he, he wanted to use the uh, six on the beach 
headline <laughs> for the uh, for the game. But uh, but yeah, obviously um, do follow us on Twitter at WTID Pod, and there'll be more of uh, more of that. Now, just another thing that I just want to mention. I don't, I don't. There weren't many. Well, there weren't any negatives really to come from that game, but a little bit of a. I suppose he's a bit of a negative, really. He's he's Camberian Sow. Now, I think I, I said in the group chat that when they both came on, it it was clear that we were that we were just sticking for the six nil and uh, and hoping to play this play the six nil out because it's night and day in it, Tom, between Gregory and and Berahino in the form that he's in now compared to the other two two strikers that came on. Like I said, I don't, I don't really want to have a a low point, but they're not they're not good enough for they. I don't I didn't want to say it, but they're not good enough for they. They, I think they were signed purely because Moore didn't know what he had as an option at the start of the season. The the professional football, so they've obviously got some ability, but to to be in this situation with Wednesday and to to. Be then that focal point for us, if it's Canberra, but yeah, the, you're right. They're not they're not going to get us in the playoffs. If, if tomorrow, if Gregory were out for the season, Bruno Patterson, they were all out for the season, and we pinned our hopes on Canberra and Sal, the season would be over from my point of view. I mean, Canberra yeah. had that chance, didn't it? Uh, I think he'd literally just come on. Yeah, and the ball came over to him. I can't remember who uh, who passed it to him, Hunt or whoever it were. I think it was Jack Hunt from yeah. that one. And his first—I mean, his first touch were absolutely fantastic. And then, literally six nil, you're just thinking, "Wait, it's going to be seven nil now. He's going to slot this away." And the—it's weird, like the, the whole team are playing on confidence, and that finish from him just looked like someone that were devoid of any sort of confidence whatsoever. He just passed it basically to the to the. It were like. They were groans, and we're like six nil up. It were it were crazy that that they were they were groans in the in the stands. But yeah, he, he's he's just I don't know. He you'd have thought, like you just said there, Giles, a player coming in when when we're playing well and stuff like it it must make it easy. But I don't know. I just like, well, he did the difficult thing, didn't he? Well, he's, uh, the touch was unbelievable. So he has done done the thing where really you'd probably say, well. He's not that good of a footballer compared to other people that his touch, if we turned around and said, oh, he got played through and his touch bounced off him, he'd probably say, well, yeah, that's the, you know, his lack of quality. But he actually pulled it out of the sky. Brilliant touch. And the end product, he didn't, which, which can happen. Listen, we've all done that. I'm sure Gregory's had an opportunity where he's fluffed it. So I don't think we want to jump too much on just to that one chance. Do you, th- but- do you think Darren Moore's brought him up, brought them both on because it's 6-0 and... Just if, they get, if they get a couple of goals, if they both scored or one of them or whatever, it's going to do with the confidence of world of good, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think he was just giving them giving them minutes. You know, he rested players. I think Hutchie came off of him, if I'm not right, 50 something minutes. Yeah, yeah, I offered came um, on, yeah. And Hutchie uh, weren't happy about that. No, he texted me, he said he was raging, to be honest. You could see, he picked up an arc and then you could see I offered one up and then obviously his numbers come and Obviously, I'm on the north, so I can't see his facial expression, but I can see yeah, it. No, no, he, he told me he was raging. But of course, it's a, listen, Hutchie's a player that wants to play all the time. He loves football. Uh, he loves Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know, when they're winning, I think they were winning, it was 6 0, actually, I think, was it? Yeah, right? it was 6 0. Yeah, yeah so it was, changes. I think it was 6 0 when he, and he still wanted to play, you know, it's. But these things happen at the end of the day more 
more is looking at the bigger picture, vital part of the of the team. Uh, and why why not six nil? He's done his job. Take him off. Rest him. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mean, it could have been he's come off and he just said, "I brought you off. Give Dom minutes." Definitely, you start choosing the right decision. Same with Gregory. Same with Berahino. Just yeah, I'm off. protect them. Protect them, and that's what I think they've done with the strikers. Protect them. Uh, put the other two on. Give them minutes. Why not? Well, there's it, yeah. it, absolutely no risk in it, is there? Really, like, you put them on. We're not going to lose the game, are we? Do you know what I mean? We're not going to need their goals to uh, to win the game. That's already been done. So, so yeah, it's just. It, I mean, like I've alluded to a few times, though, that you know, them two are, are like fifth and sixth strikers, really, aren't they? Like Pat, even Patterson's uh, ahead of ahead of them, and then obviously Windass when he comes back, he's he's quite clearly ahead of ahead of them too. So I suppose yeah, we're probably being a bit a bit harsh. On them, I'm, you know, I don't doubt that the, the, the trying and what have you. It's just simply that in in this side that we've got, they're just they're just not good enough. Um, but yeah, just let's get on to the um, the next upcoming fixtures. Obviously, we've got two coming up this week: uh, Accrington on Tuesday at home, and then we travel to to Gillingham, which everyone's coined as a potential banana skin, um, especially on the debate show la- last week. So yeah, Accrington on Tuesday, Tom. I mean, they've just come off the back of a, a victory. They beat Charlton two one uh, at home. Obviously, this game on Tuesday is at Ullsborough. Um, obviously, they, they held on despite going down to ten men after about sixty minutes. Their goal, what their goal scorer got sent off. So Tommy Lee, I don't know much about him other than um, when he married to Pamela Anderson. Is that without Tommy Lee? <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he, I don't know much about him. But obviously, he'll, he's going to miss out with that uh, suspension. They're twelve in the league. We've got nothing to fear, have we? Really, I don't want to be, sound arrogant and and things like that. But we've got to be going in that into that game. I know, Giles, you said that you know it'd be interesting to see how we do um, play that game, having come off of off of a six 0 win. But Tom, like, we've got nothing to to worry about, have we? To be fair. You say that they've not they've not scored a goal away from home in the last four. They've not won. They've not picked up a point. Um, what are you trying to say? Are they, are they due one? Due the one nil win to Accrington. No, honestly, that, that yeah, they're, they're the, the numbers that I've seen. But we we've we've got to go in there and I take a one nil. I'm not bothered as long as we win. Hmm. Don't get ahead of the station. Just just go and win. Do a job. Yeah. Come, I- no, no serious injuries, nothing silly. Just go and get a win, and then get, go on to go on to Gillingham. That Tommy Lee mentioned there. I think he scored it's in the midfield. I think he scored four or five in the season for them. So he's obviously done all right for him. Four or five in a team like that, mid table. He's, he's he's not going to be a bad player. So hopefully, the player coming is not as good. He's, does uh, Sean McConville play for these? I remember one of the guys. The debate show the other week said that this guy's better than Bannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that been, was, uh, I'll remember that. Yeah, it's when it's when Blazing Squad were arguing. It was that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah when they were getting, so, getting uh, boxing gloves out and what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I personally think we have we have nothing to fear. Nah, definitely nothing to fear. Yeah, I mean, they've got 
there's one name that um, I know when I've done the the Oppo's view because I feel like I've spoken to Accrington fans so many times this season with the games that have been postponed or whatever because this is obviously the this is the second time that this game's been uh, rearranged. But Harry Pell is another one the uh, that they talk about quite highly. But it'd be interesting to see how uh, Coyote Adedoyin gets on as well. Obviously, he's there. Um, you know, he came from us signed in signed in January. I don't know how many. I think he's scored a couple of goals. I think, or just the one goal. I think he, I think he has since his signing there. But you know, it'd be good to see what he's like. Obviously, he never really got a sniff did he, at Hillsborough. Um, but yeah, when you can, when he, can he play? Because the reason I asked that is when we was due to play him, he wasn't. He, he played the game before for them, but then wasn't even included in the squad. So I don't know if there's anything in the deal there. Because we, we obviously we've sold him so close to the fixture. Have they said, look, you can have him, but you yeah. can't. Mm. Good point. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. We'll, I don't we'll, know. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Obviously, when he um, on Tuesday, we we'll have to wait, wait long to find out. But yeah, if he does yeah, play, yeah. It will be it will be interesting. But you know, if he if he can't play, then that's another. I mean, he has been starting for them, so he's their you know first choice striker. So that that'll be another you know um, plus point for us, I, I guess. But I, I echo echo your sentiments there, Tom. Like for me. When you're in the business end, I know it's fantastic that we've won six nil, but what I don't want is, you know, Accrington aren't just going to roll over. I don't think Cambridge rolled over. We were just that that much better than them, but it might not click on Tuesday. Even though the confidence is high and stuff like that, you know, I think even if we still win the game one nil or two nil, what I don't want is people thinking, oh, we should have scored seven. Oh, we should have, you know, what I mean, we should have battered them like what like Cambridge, like. It doesn't really matter. I mean, all right, yeah, you can argue goal difference and stuff. And I think if you look, we've got a quite a poor goal difference in comparison some, to some of the teams around us. But it's the three points that matter more than anything, isn't it? Like, literally, there's no, what's that saying? There's no um, there's no pictures. Just you know, at the end of the day, it just says 1-0, three points, and you move on to the on to the next game. But... You know, I said it. I said it before. I don't think we've got anything to fear. I don't. But we don't want to get too complacent either, do we? Like, can can complacency set in, Giles, when when you are on a decent run, or is it just confidence kind of takes over? Well, that's what I mean. That's why I'm intrigued to see how the game goes because I think it could go one or two ways. I think we could just continue the form, uh, keep going strong, and it could be a. To be honest, I think it's going to be a three nil. I think we'll win three nil on Tuesday. But it could be the other one where I said, you know, they're a bit, bit cocky, a bit arrogant, thinking it's easy, think we could just turn up and just roll over teams. And a bit like I thought what we what we actually maybe did against Lincoln. I thought maybe we could just, we, we thought we could just turn up and, and win. And they actually ran all over us, didn't they, I heard? Yeah, definitely. I, I, so, it's, so, it's so weird as well, like you look at that performance and how we lost 3-1 to Lincoln no disrespect to Lincoln but mm. we've just turned up and turned it on turned the style on and won 6-0 and you know we we, we play Lincoln and yeah just get overrun and uh, and, and well beaten to be fair it's, it's that's what I mean you, you can see where it, it could go like that again if we got a bit too cocky and thinking we could just turn up and uh, and play how we want and easy ozy and yeah we'll win this easy you do that you you, you could get you could get stung there. So let's hope that they're not, it's not like that. They're at it. Confidence is high. They're going to, you know, take it to Accrington. Um, and yeah, another great performance and another another win. 100%. And then obviously on Saturday as well, we, we travelled to Gillingham, which 
I think I call people out on on the debate show. I, th- I think yeah, I even got dragged into it on on Twitter by saying that looking at the run of fixtures is potentially a a, a a bit of a banana skin. But then you know, the more I thought about it and I looked at it, they've won seven games all season. They've won seven, drawn twelve, and they've lost eighteen. So they've nearly lost as many games as what they've won and drawn. I think well, they, they had done uh, bef- before the win against uh, against Doncaster. We we know what G- Gillingham are like. Um, I know obviously the, Steve Evans is no longer the manager, so I don't know what their new managers like in terms of their style of play. Because we know that they just come to, you know, they, they put ten men behind the ball and um, time waste for fun. Um, they certainly did at Hillsborough. And to this day, I think that was the worst game of football that I've ever ever seen in my life. But you, you look at you know they beat Doncaster at the weekend. Uh, they scored in the first minute. Then they've had 35% possession, only 122 completed passes. Now, to me, that means absolutely nothing. But when you compare that to we had 561 on Saturday, that's like, what, four more than four times as many passes that we made on Saturday than what Gillingham did against Doncaster. That, that makes me think, did Cambridge sit in? We just didn't give him the ball. Literally, they just didn't, they, they couldn't. No, but I mean, did Cambridge just sit in and allow us to just have the ball? Yeah, really press us because obviously yeah. that's a high high percentage. That the thing is when you t- when you two 0 down after ten minutes, it's, it's and we just literally overran him. I suppose it's very difficult. And then when it gets to four 0 at half time, it's you know I think they made two substitutes at half time and one guy come on and he tried to stick one on Barry Bannon after about a minute into the second half and clearly didn't work, did it? You know but, what? I think that suits us better when teams sit off us. We're better. I think we struggle a bit like a Lincoln where teams just take it and they just, you know, they press, they press, they press, run, run, run. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose we are, yeah, we are going to struggle against against Gillingham, but I think we're we're a lot different side to what we were like earlier on in the season when we did struggle against these teams. You know, you, you look and Accrington and Gillingham, there's no doubt about it. They're going to be shitting the pants, like literally hard. Like, because Giles, you, you, look at the t- you look at the results, don't you, as well? And, and Accrington, you're going to look at they're on a par with with uh, Cambridge. All right, they're slightly slightly better in terms of league position and, and whatnot. Picked up a few more points than what they have this season, only four more points. But they're Accrington, going to... will, Accrington will be shitting them they're shitting themselves. I'm telling you now, 100 percent. After looking at that six nil, playing them in three four days, they'll be thinking yeah. it's not a good time to play Sheffield Wednesday. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely right. Let's um, let's nail it down to some score predictions. I'll not, I'll not have score predictions on both, but uh, go on then, Tom. Well, obviously, we already know Giles is going to go for a three nil against Accrington, but uh, Tom, what 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 are you saying on uh, on Tuesday night? I'm gonna say two nil. I think Accrington will come in. I think they'll not part on the boss, but be a lot more reserved, and they'll they'll try and frustrate early. But still, know if we get an early goal again. Full gates could open, so I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go two nil. Um, yeah, I think I think it will be comfortable. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go for a. I'm gonna go for a three one. I think I don't know when they're gonna score. I hope they don't score first. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, and Gregory's 100 percent scoring on Tuesday. You watch. He's gonna get a brace. I think he's, he's gonna be hungry, isn't he? He's gonna be. Hungry. I think he'll, he'll probably look dis- well. He'll be disappointed that the fact that we've scored six goals and he's the leading goal scorer and he hasn't picked up any. Mm-hmm. He'll also, you know, I know everyone wants the team to do well and stuff, but you know, we're thinking 
Mm. Barry Bannon's got eight goals. I'm only on eight goals. He'll, he'll want to be top goal scorer, won't he? For, for Sheffield Wednesday, like without a shadow of a doubt. So he'll be definitely hungry for goals. Yeah, I think um, I think we'll have a three-one. But for me, like you said, Tom, I don't care if it's one-nil, two-nil, three-nil. I don't care what the score is, as long as we can win with three points. I really care what the performance is like either. No, at this at this present time, I'm, I'm not. Me personally, it's, looks, just, it's the result. Would you rather? Yeah. I would much rather have a scrappy one nil than play him off the park and come away annoyed that it's nil nil. Like it's you're right. 100%. I think I think we've seen enough performances in the last what nine, ten, eleven, twelve games to know that we've got the, them performances in there. I think it, right now it's just about moving us up the league, getting us into them playoff places and securing. Do you know what I mean? Put on the other teams. Put, yeah, put pressure on them other teams. Possibly outside chance now. Of getting in the in the top two, I think it's unlikely, but you never know until until it's mathematically impossible. But now it's it for, for me. I'm I look at the results and I'm more looking at your like see your Ipswiches and your Boltons because once there's only six teams in the race for the for the you know for the for the like top two in the promotion and the playoff places. You know what I mean? Once they're secured, the playoffs, it's, it, that, that's it, isn't it, really? Like, mm-hmm. you'd, what you don't want is, you know, a team like Ipswich or um, Bolton. I think Bolton's probably a bit too far out now, but coming up and 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 springing a surprise on you kind of thing and getting in there at last minute, what you want to do is you, you want to get up into, like, third and fourth. So if, if a team does knock someone out, they've... Um, it's not you kind of thing. But, but yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting on, on Tuesday to see how they... Um, how they go on and after that 6-0 thumping uh, against Cambridge so yeah I'm going to uh, wrap it up there now next week I am actually away and obviously Liam's still playing cricket or whatever he's doing in uh, in the Bahamas the lucky sod so uh, there might not be a, a podcast episode on Sunday it might be Tuesday so a little bit later so I do apologise everyone that's on their uh, you know Monday run or Monday drive to work or whatever they have been for the last however many episodes it's been that's been a Monday episode but there might not be one next week we'll confirm that a little bit a little bit later on so uh, I have I have pre-warned you put it that way but yeah thank you very much for uh, for listening to the episode Tom thanks for uh, did anyone win did you, did you name the, the Terrence did it who won it this week I've t- Thomas Wharton, have you fell? What were you doing? Were you, were you watching your, uh, were you, were your internet buffering at that point? As Must well? have been buffering, yeah. Must have. Thomas Wharton, if you didn't hear it early, earlier on, you're a winner, mate. So, uh, well done, Thomas. Get, get in touch. But <laughs> yeah, if you have enjoyed it, do leave us a rating or a review. We do uh, appreciate it. And yeah, Tom, cheers, mate. Thanks for, uh, thanks no, for thanks stepping a lot, Tom. in. Be good thanks to have you there again. No problem. We'll definitely have you on. Uh, have you on again if uh, Liam decides to fuck off again or something like that? You never, <laughs> you never know. But yeah, again, everyone, thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed it, leave us a, re- a review, and we'll see you all next week on Tuesday, maybe. <laughs>
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.